Who will you emerge as when you no longer conform to the rigid ideas you've been bought and sold into? When you no longer bow down, play small, or shrink yourself to fit their standards? I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And I am here with you. This is Addicted to the Man, the show where we challenge the status quo and evoke radical change. Be prepared to receive life-changing transmissions while you cry, laugh, celebrate, and liberate yourself. Let's have a talk. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Addicted to the Man. It's been a while, and this new episode is actually completely different than anything that I, what I've done in the past. Today, I had a a very casual conversation, a phone call with a a dear friend of mine, Marina Alteza. And Marina and I, we met a few months ago in Costa Rica. It was raining cats and dogs. And I was trying to make my way up the mountain um, to the Airbnb that I was staying at. And she was brave enough and, and kind enough to pick me up on the side of the road, pick me and my daughter up. And since then we, we, really created a a great friendship, a strong bond. We also had a month long experiment where we did a co-living experience that we we will discuss in this phone call as well. And every time we catch up, which Marina is back in Costa Rica and I am now in Europe. And every time we catch up on these phone calls, they're like two, three hour long talks and And I always come away with so many aha moments and just so much wisdom, you know, and and I at the end of the conversation, I'm like, wow, I wish I would have wrote it down. So last time we talked, I had made the decision to record our conversation. So today, what I'm going to present to you is just a casual conversation between two friends contemplating life, <laughs> contemplating, talking about things like fear and, and uh, you know, how to break patterns, really things that, that matter. When I asked Marina to come on uh, the show and, and do an episode with me, she's like, well, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, you know, stuff, stuff that matters, stuff that we're interested in. Let's just start talking and then it will take a, a a form, and I'm sure that we will come up with with something that is of interest to us. And sure enough, we did. So I, I truly hope that you will get a lot of aha moments out of these, uh, this conversation as well. And you will enjoy uh, listening, being a fly in the wall and listening in on a conversation between two friends. So without further ado, here is our convo with Marina Alteza. So, um, as soon as I press record, <laughs> my brain cells just like disengage. <laughs> Blank. <laughs> I know. It's like recording has, the brain has left the head. It's like, what the hell just happened? You know? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, over it. So, yeah, you, you left the room. <laughs> you yes, recording in progress, and my brain has left the room. Uh, seriously, 
So, um, so yeah. So tell me, what are you, what are you doing now in Costa Rica? What, what is going on? And, uh, and actually also tell me about a little bit about what brought you Costa Rica, because, you know, honestly, I don't even know your story. I don't even know how you, you don't know my story. I don't know your story. Like you're like that, that, that moment when you made a decision is like, okay, I'm selling everything and I'm out of here. Like, what was that? Well, it, it, it wasn't Costa Rica. It was Mexico. Um, so it was uh, a kind of like an inspired thought to do a co-living um, sort of experience in Mexico, in Ajijic specifically. Um, so I'm uh, a student of A Course in Miracles. And um, one of the teachers that I follow is David Hoffmeister, and um, he's well known in the course community. And um, so he's got a, um, a few uh, devotional kind of um, stays or places around the world. And one of them is in Ahik. And um, so I thought, okay, that's really interesting. Um, I really didn't want to do it, but that was, that felt like that was the guidance. And um, at the same time, I was like, uh, it was kind of um, good because I was feeling stagnant. I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. Um, and I felt like I was doing the same thing over and over and over again. And um, I, I felt I needed some sort of change but I didn't realize that the change would be so big as far as, um, you know, selling my house, putting everything into storage and, you know, leaving for Mexico. And so um, it, it all happened really quickly. I felt like the prompts were there. Um, it, was, it was clear and I just needed to trust it. And so um, as soon as I decided to sell my house, um, you know, I prepped it and then, and, um, when it went on the market, it got sold like a week later. Um, and there were multiple people, um, um, wanting to buy it. And so it was really done quickly. And, uh, and so I thought, okay, that for me, whenever it's like effortless, um, then I'm sort of on the right path. And so sold my house, um, went to, to Mexico and did a one month living, like a co-living uh, type of community experience. And the, the purpose of that is um, according to A Course in Miracles is that healing happens in relationships. And so um, it's really looking at what, your, what other people are showing you, uh, whether it's a trigger or whether it's projection. Um, but you know, when, whenever, really the, the main thing, the main sign is how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling upset, then it's like, oh, okay, I must have, you know, I must be believing something that is not true. And so it could be, let's say you, for example, you said something or you did something, but you're just being you, but because of a belief or a thought um, that is really a veil um, or a filter, um, I'm, I'm seeing what you did as something that is, um, uh, affecting me. And so it's my opportunity to take responsibility for that thought and look at it, um, with, with spirit and then release it. And so when you're in a community of like, so when I was there, I was there for a month and I was there, uh, there was about 25 people altogether. 
Um, and so, you know, from varying backgrounds um, and, you know, half the people only spoke Spanish, you know, uh, half the people only, you know, other people just spoke English and then some people spoke both. And so there was a lot of um, opportunities to, to, to be in separation and to validate, um, you know, your, your thoughts and your stories. But, you know, as a core student, um, I mean, not all core students are, are, are vigilant because it's, um, sometimes it's fearful, right? Like sometimes it's scary to, 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 to go within. But, you know, I've been a student of the course uh, since 2017. And so I was very much, um, you know, committed to it. And plus that was the prompt. And so it was a really, really profound experience because of some of the, the beliefs that surfaced based on what um, the people that were living the, there showed for me. And so, um, so really that was, the, that was the kind of the path. It's like I, got, I was inspired to do the co-living. Um, and then soon after that, I got inspired or I got prompted to sell my house. And then I went to Mexico and then it kind of just went from there. Um, and then I traveled all over Mexico, um, you know, and, and again, um, you know, I was traveling with my friend Kasha and then uh, our friend Alan for like three weeks all around Mexico. And then they also, you know, kept showing for me what, what was triggering for me and what I was projecting. And so, again, it's an opportunity to, to release that. And so I was doing all of that through, through Mexico and then I, I finally, there was a moment where I was like, okay, I think I'm like done Mexico. Like it was just like, it feels really complete, right? And then it was like, okay, Costa Rica. And that was the, the other prompt. And, um, and I was like, okay, well, I don't really know where to go. All I know is that, you know, I fly into San Jose and then just follow the prompts again, right? So really it became, um, ever since I, I started to, um, uh, to listen to the guidance um, as far as going to the community and selling my house, all of that stuff, going to Mexico and Costa Rica, it became kind of like a su surrender experiment. And, um, you know, because uh, something that I've never done before, which felt really scary, um, uh, because, you know, I was so used to controlling everything, right. Based on what my egoic thoughts or what, um, I wanted based on my, my past beliefs. Right. Um, so I was so used to wanting that control. Um, and it was really scary to surrender that and to let go of that. And, and just sometimes like, you know, for example, me and, and Kasha, you know, uh, we would just be, you know, we sat on a uh, sidewalk because we, did, we hadn't received the guidance yet on where to go. And so we had no place to go. We didn't know where, you know, where, what city or whatever. And we were just sitting there waiting for guidance. And, you know, the, the old Marina would have been like, what the heck? Like, you know, that would never fly. Like I would try to plan things, you know, have a place in the next city, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but it was a beautiful, um, you know, process, right? And the more I did that, the more, um, 
it didn't become scary or it didn't, you know, it didn't feel uncomfortable. And, and the more I trusted the guidance and it wasn't perfect, obviously. I mean, um, there were many moments where I, I didn't listen to guidance and I listened to the fear, right. Or I wanted to go back to the known. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really beautiful to just follow that. And so um, when I was in, so the guidance was to go to, to Costa Rica flying to San Jose, I didn't have any really like idea of where to go in, in Costa Rica. I've been to Costa Rica before. So I had kind of like I had a general idea of some of the places, my, my favorite spots. So I'm in Mexico City uh, uh, on a layover. I was there for a few hours. And then my friend Yvette from Vancouver sent me a text and said, hey, uh, I know you're, you're on your way to Costa Rica. My friend Amber is uh, uh, holding a, a retreat in, um, in Nosara. Um, perhaps you might be interested. And it was like a week, like, so it was a week later was the, the, the retreat from the time that I received the text. And then I just saw the, 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 the information and it said, location is Costa Rica yoga, yoga spa. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a yoga retreat. So, which is perfect. Cause I'm, I do, you know, I, I love doing yoga, meditation, all of that stuff. And, um, and I looked at the place and it was beautiful and it overlooked the ocean and all of that stuff. And then I, I signed up right there and then in Mexico city while I was, while, while I was waiting for the flight. And then, um, and so I get to the to the the retreat, and then I I realized that it was a dance retreat. It was an ecstatic dance retreat, which I've never been to before. And I was like, oh my god! So again, I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust the process, and um, you know, uh, and and just surrender to this, right? And um, obviously, there was a lot of resistance. I wasn't prepared for it. I have no idea. Like the people that, um, you know, uh, attended, they had been doing dance for, for a long time um, or at least uh, a few times. And so they had the whole outfit. They had the, you know, they looked so beautiful and they had the flowy clothes and all of that stuff. And I had like yoga pants and shorts and like workout tops and, and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, I felt so out of place. I felt, you know, so much resistance. Um, I'm like, I, I hadn't danced in so long. Um, and, uh, you know, but I'm just going to trust this, right? I'm going to trust that, you know, Yvette is, is a beautiful soul. And, and um, you know, I guess she received the prompt to send me this information. And, and I, 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 I'm just going to go for it. And it was the most incredible experience, right? Because one, I've never done it before. Two, you know, I recognize that, you know, movement, like moving your body is, um, can't be a, a beautiful way to, um, like to, to set an intention and, and, um, you know, and, and wait for that to come into fruition. So for example, you know, before entering the, the, the dance area or the shala, um, you know, an intention could be, um, I'm feeling kind of blocked, right? I, I don't know what it is. Um, but my intention is to, to just release it. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, and, and by the end of the, the dance, you know, it, it was released, right? It was like, oh, my God, like in, in the middle of it, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's it. And then release it, right? And so there were many 
um, things within the, the container of, of the dance floor where we could release things, whether it's like, you know, you, you write in your journal or, you know, Amber put this, this like big um, uh, vase and it had water in it. And, and she said, anytime you, uh, you want to release something, you know, put it in this vase, right? Uh, let the, the, the vase um, hold it for you. Um, so things like that. And, and obviously there were facilitators um, that were helping her out that, um, that also uh, helped us, um, you know, go through our process. But um, so, yes, yeah, so it was like, it was the most, um, it was a really transformational uh, experience. I released a lot. Um, you know, and I, it, it became like dance um, became, you know, uh, a tool that I could use whenever I feel stuck or whenever um, my, I'm feeling a uh, low vibration and it's an opportunity to, to raise my vib vibrational frequency. So, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it, it all started is just mm -hmm. following prompts. And then, yeah. and then I, then shortly after we met, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at you and, you know, you're like vibrant and you're glowing <laughs> and you look so good. And, you know, I, I met your family, too, when they came in. And, and it's like yeah. you just look so different. You look full of life. So yeah. definitely, you know, when we can sit here and talk about, you know, what's right, what's not right for one person or another. But, you know, when I'm looking at you and you're like that and, and, you know, just vibrance, vibrant, really, then I have to ask you, like, what are you doing? Because what you're doing is obviously working. And I feel like the complete opposite has happened to me. So I'm trying to figure out what it is that, you know, when you're saying, you know, surrender project, and you had mentioned that incident with you sitting with uh, Kasha and not knowing where to go, right? So mm -hmm. what's the difference? So I'm, um, you know, play with me here a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. What's the difference yeah. between being in that state and calling it like, okay, I am in a surrender project and I'm just waiting for guidance versus, mm -hmm. you know, when I was leaving Mexico or coming into Mexico or some somewhere around that time. And you had asked me, you know, like, so what's next for you and Harlow? And I'm like, I don't really know. And, and I feel like you had, you know, some concerns about me, like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm concerned, like, what's gonna be and I'm like, why is it that it doesn't come off as a surrender project. And why doesn't it even feel like a surrender project? Because for me, you know, you still still keep going. And here I am back in Europe with my family. And basically they had declared me crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I-, I But that's good. Help. That's a good thing actually. Oh, is it a good thing? Okay, I think so. yeah. it, it, it seems like there's a, a community effort right now to get Henny back to healthy and, and normal, quote unquote, because I had uh, lost my marbles um, because, you know, I've, I've, I've done similar things, similar um, travels as you, um, but I do have a child in tow and, um, you know, there's different, different circumstances I guess but like I'm, I'm just trying to figure out because you you know it's working for you and and what is it what is it that is 
making it more effortless for you or, you know, I'm not going to compare it. Okay. I'm not going to compare, but, but what is it like, what is it that, first of all, tell me what is the guidance that you're looking for? Like how, how do you even know that this is a guidance that's coming and yeah. And how are you able to surrender to that? And, and, and because I'm looking at you and I'm hearing your previous lifestyle and I met your family. I'm like, she comes from a normal Canadian (laughs) household and she's a professional person and here she is. And, you know, I'm like, and, and then you just keep going and going and, and here I am, you know, throwing my hands in the air and is like, help me because I'm crazy. But deep down inside, I don't think I am crazy. I feel like there, there is, something to this that is unexplainable on for me right that I cannot explain to some people because there's there's no way to explain it and yet I'm not able to sell it because I'm not vibrant and I'm not you know thriving as you are so (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is how how is it that it's working for you and it may not work for others or myself, you know, like, what is it? I, under, I, I, I'm a true believer that there's a lack of surrender in my case. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more controlling, a lot more fear. And we started off this talk actually about fear. So let's talk about that a little bit. And I also want to ask about, and I'm, you know, I don't want to, put too many questions, but I also want to ask about when you said that healing happens in relationship, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so I, 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 I guess my question here is that what have you learned during this, during your journey? Um, what, how have you gotten stronger in your belief or in your trust in guidance? Mm-hmm. And how, how has you know, relationship helped you with your healing journey? And is it like, you know, is it because, you know, you're not in a relationship at all time? I mean, we are in relationship at all time because we're relating with, you know, but like not in a co-living situation at all times. Do you feel that um, it's, it's been helpful that you have that calling situation and then you have the time off to be alone and then you put yourself back in there. So now I threw, threw a bunch of questions at you. <laughs> so whatever comes out and is like, okay, this is what I want to talk about right now. Go with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So the big, um, I guess the biggest takeaway uh, for me has been my, um, my genuine desire to connect with spirit Um, and that connecting with spirit and aligning to the truth of what I am is actually not so scary. It's not a scary place. And, and, you know, living from this place has been um, really the the key and the difference between how I lived before. Um, So when I, when I lit the, the pre the old Marina, um, live from a place of, of separation and a split mind. And so it was living from a place of fear. And so a lot of my actions were driven, driven by fear. So for example, um, you know, uh, I don't know, just this really simple example of, okay, I'm going to wear, um, 
uh, a suit and it's going to be a really nice suit, you know, to go into work, I have a, a, an important meeting and I, I, I want to look good um, because uh, I want to impress people. Right. And so really underneath that, it was like a, um, a, a sense of lack and, and, and wanting to please other people. And so whenever that is happening, it's like, OK, I know that that's the ego, because if if I'm living from the truth of what I am, which is really, um, you know, God created us, all of us as perfect and innocent and limitless and abundant and and just like everything, we have everything, that there's no need to go outside of me to, to, um, to get either recognition or to get something, right? And so that's how I lived my life before. And so I was so completely disconnected and so um, separated from source that it, it was, um, I felt so much suffering. And, um, and so now the difference is um, every time that something comes up, uh, a trigger or an upset or whatever. And, and really the, the, the main, um, the main sort of gauge is your, you know, my emotion, how am I feeling? Am I feeling um, not in peace? If I'm not in peace, then I know that I've done something, you know, I've chosen something um, that's not correct. Right. And so then it's like when, when I'm, when I feel super like just completely aligned to source and, and connected um, and I live from that place, then everything becomes effortless and everything, the guidance becomes clearer also, right? Because you're, because my, my vibrational frequency is, is high and God operates from that level. Source operates from a place of love, right? Or gratitude or joy. And so when I'm at that level, if I can raise my frequency up, then I can hear the message more clearly, right? But if I'm in a low vibration, I'm jealous, I'm angry, I'm upset, whatever that may be, or I feel, you know, a sense of lack or scarcity, or I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, all of that stuff. It has such a dense vibration and low vibration that there's absolutely no way, especially in my experience, that I was able to hear what, what my source was telling me. Because because it doesn't operate, operate from this level, right? And so in, in my case, um, I would need, I'll give you a perfect example just that happened the other day. Um, in the morning, I felt super disconnected. I was like, oh my God, like, what is this, right? I didn't know what it was, um, but I, I knew um, for me, what's important is to recognize the emotion um, because the emotion tells me a lot, right. Uh, in terms of, of where to go and, and how to, how to surrender it. So the only thing that came up for me was I felt disconnected. And so, um, there wasn't any particular emotion, like there wasn't any anger. Um, there wasn't any fear or, or anything like that. I just felt disconnected. So I'm like, okay, I could work with that. So then all I have to do is connect, right. If I feel disconnected, I'm going to connect. And so I have tools um, in which I can connect, right? So that morning I just, I meditated, right? I, I wrote it as well. Um, I did my gratitude practice, right? Um, so these are my go-to tools to help me connect and to help me to, to raise um, my frequency. And then, so then it's like, okay, um, I feel better. Like I feel, I feel better. And so I was listening to um, a talk that, uh, Abraham Hicks had on, 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 uh, on YouTube. And then um, 
he was referring to Esther and Esther, and he was saying that, you know, when Esther feels uh, disconnected, she goes for a drive. And I was like, boom. And it, it just hit me. It's like, oh my God, I love when I drive and you know this, right? Um, Cause I think you, you like to drive as well. Um, when I drive, I feel like it's one way to kind of like rinse my thoughts and, and kind of like connect again. It's, it's, it's a meditative practice, right? And so I got the inspiration to, to go for a drive, to go to San Manio Beach, which is half an hour away. And I'm like, that's perfect because, um, you know, it's, it's, like a, it's like multiple impacts as far as raising my frequency because I love nature. I love to drive. The scenery there is going to be amazing because I've, I've driven there, there before. And, and so I'm like, okay. And so I, I go at the door and I'm like, okay, I'm going uh, to get a coffee on the way to go. And then, um, and then uh, I go to a coffee shop nearby and it was like, okay, they were closed. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. Um, and, um, but I keep driving and I'm already, I have Abraham Hicks on, on you know, playing and while I'm driving, I'm, it's beautiful scenery. I'm feeling much, much better already. I'm like, wow, like this is great. And then I kept seeing signs um, for a restaurant called Buddha Restaurant. And I'm like, okay, like, uh, I think I'm supposed to get coffee there. Um, and, and so I'm like, okay, uh, I'm driving. And then I see a girl hitchhiking and you know, me, I, if, you know, I, 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 um, I like giving rides to people. Right. And it's a way to connect. And obviously like I, um, you know, I only do it to women, um, just for safety uh, purposes. But, um, so she comes in she tells me that she's uh, doing a work exchange at Pachamama, which is this big, um, I haven't been there before. I've just heard about it. It's a big retreat center. People, you can stay there. You can do ayahuasca, breath work, all sorts of stuff. And so um, she wanted to go to the beach and I'm like, perfect, I'm going there. And so I ended up going to, um, uh, I ended up dropping her off at the beach. But before that, she tells me, you know, you can go right to the beach, which, which I've done before, or you could go, uh, sorry, um, you could go left, which I've done before. You could go right. And right is where usually where Pachamama people uh, go to on the beach. And um, she didn't want to go there because she wanted to get away from them. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I drop her off. And then I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to go get coffee. I don't understand why I did that because it would have made sense because Buddha restaurant was on the way to the beach for me to go to the Buddha restaurant, get coffee and, and then go to the beach. Right. For whatever reason, that didn't happen. And so I ended up going, driving to Buddha restaurant, but then right across the street is um, a restaurant that I've been to before called Ancient People. And I love the food there. And I thought, oh, maybe I should go to Ancient People because I, I know that the coffee is going to be good. And then right away, I knew, I'm like, that's, that's the, I think part of it is the ego because it's wanting to go to something that's known. Right. And I'm like, okay, the guidance said to go to Buddha restaurant and that's an unknown. Right. So I go to Buddha restaurant and I literally just go in and get a coffee. Right. I wait about five or 10 minutes and then, and then I go to the beach, but then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go right. Cause I've never been there before. And I'm, I'm following these prompts. Like go to the unknown, go to the unknown. Right. And, and so, um, and so I go to the, the, the right uh, hand, hand side, and then I'm sitting on the beach, enjoying my, my coffee, 
beautiful, beautiful sunshine. I'm in like already, I'm in a freaking good mood, right? Like I'm, I'm in a good mood. And then here comes this guy, he approaches me and he's like, hey, um, I saw you at Buddha restaurant. Would you mind if I sit with you? And I'm like, sure, why not, right? We ended up chatting. We ended up, there was something that he said though in the beginning that I was like, oh, the, like it just wasn't quite right. And I recognized it right away. It was a judgment on him, right? I was like, oh, okay. I, I, and then I thought I could continue judging him Right. Because already I was like, OK, I'm going to leave early. You know, I don't really want to talk to this guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I could continue that and leave early or I could just release the judgment and then just open my heart and, and continue a conversation and see if it shifts. As soon as I released that, there was a shift. Right. Obviously, because my heart was open um, and because the judgment wasn't wasn't there anymore. Right. So the block was removed. And then we ended up having the most amazing conversation. I end up like he knows, you know, a couple of my friends and also he is into real estate. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect because I'm looking for property. Right. And so, um, so we ended up like exchanging phone numbers. And, um, and then so he leaves. I stay again like I'm in a good mood. He's in a good mood. Right. And, um, and, you know, the course um, teaches that, you know, the real test is, you know, you know, how the people around you, how are they? Are they in peace as well? Right. And so are they, you know, in a high vibrational frequency? And, and he was right. And I was and I'm like, OK, so like, that's good. Um, and so I ended up going uh, after the beach, I ended up going to um, uh, ancient people for lunch. Right. And so I sit down and I end up bumping into the same girl that I gave a ride to. And for whatever reason, I ended up saying to her, I ran out of data on my phone. It's like such a random thing. I ran out of data on my phone and she's like three minutes up this hill. It's a three minute walk. Go there now because they're going to close, you know, by two o'clock, you can recharge your phone there. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I ordered my food and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm sure it's going to take, you know, 10, 15 minutes to get my food. So in the meantime, I'm going to go get, you know, um, my phone recharge. I go, come back. The table was given away and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I was initially, I was upset, but I'm like, okay, there, everything happens for everything, everyone's highest purpose. So I'm like, okay, there's a reason why that was given away. That's fine. So I'm sitting, I'm kind of standing there because all the tables have been taken already. <laughs> and then, um, and then there is a girl and uh, uh, I don't know, she's probably in her thirties. And then uh, a five-year-old girl, um, you know, sitting on this couch and she's like, Hey, you can join us if you want. And I'm like, you don't mind. And she's like, no, not at all. And so I sit down and then, so, you know, her name is a Annabella and then, and the five-year-old uh, girl is um, a girl that she's babysitting. Um, and, uh, and her name is um, uh, Aaliyah. And it was the most amazing. I had the most amazing conversation with them. Um, and she you know, turns out to be, she's a, she's a, a, a film director um, and she's doing a documentary um, working with Netflix and, and, you know, uh, about the Hawaiian people. And like, she just has a beautiful energy. And, and also Aaliyah, the five-year-old girl, she's so much into unicorns. She's literally like, 
sitting there and I'm asking her a question and, but she's like not hearing me because why I asked her like, what's going on? And she's, and then later on, she's like, I'm just in the process of receiving sparkles from all of my unicorns. And I'm like, what? And then she, she literally like plopped herself on the sofa as if like the love and the sparkles were, were too much like that she had to kind of rest. And I was like, oh my God, this is a beautiful reminder to just keep being in the present moment and, and to keep imagining and to keep dreaming and to, to, to do all of that stuff. And um, it was such a beautiful, uh, such a beautiful exchange. And, um, and I, I came home with such a high and that was just recognizing in the beginning that I was disconnected um, I connected. And then as soon as I connected, I was able to receive the prompts and, and also along the way, recognizing when I disconnected again, either through judgment or allowing people to, um, or allowing myself to, to be not in peace. And then, you know, having the, the sort of the, um, like just deciding right there and then that I could choose differently and then when I do that, things completely shift and, and, you know, the universe brings you whatever you're vibrating out, right? And so, um, so yeah, so it was a, a really a simple example, but it was such a beautiful, beautiful uh, experience because of that recognition that, wow, okay, I, I really just want to connect, right? So, so yeah, I, uh, I, I hope that answers your question. Well, you know, I, I listen and, and it's so easy for me, at least it's so easy to disconnect. And when, when you even, even said, you know, like I felt disconnected this morning and I'm like, what does it even feel like? Like, what, what does it feel like to be connected or, you know, or disconnected? How can you even identify that? Um, because, you know, I'm back in Europe, I'm back in, in, in this area and a lot of triggers, a lot of triggers. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. And not only that, but you know, the war is going on and people are in, in a lot of fear and, you know, mm -hmm. it's not only the COVID now it's the war and, and everything. And I can feel it. I can just feel the tension in the air and it kind of sucks me into that as well. And I had a long talk with, uh, my brother yesterday and, you know, and, and, and I, I didn't go into, you know, like, like the things that you just explained, they seem, you know, so tiny little, little joy, joyful moments. Right. So it's not like, oh my God, I connected. And all of a sudden, you know, the world opened up and, you know, is some, something it's, it's just little joyful moments. Right. And I, and we tend to discard those because we're looking for something big. Right. And not, not realizing that each moment that is spent joyful is gonna, is gonna open up that door. Or maybe there is no door, but then you have joyful moments, little joyful moments. There's no big, mm -hmm. Uh, fanfare right uh, so I was trying to explain you know, because he's like well, what you know I'm looking at you and we're concerned about you because we feel like you're running from yourself and 
and you don't know what you're doing. And he looked at me, you don't know what you're doing. And I had to be honest. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I honestly don't know. I'm not analytical. I don't have a, a plan in place. And, and this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I want to reach. And this is where I want to go. Um, and I have to agree with that. And for, for the common people that is, or common people, you know, um, maybe I shouldn't say it that way, but for quote unquote, normal people, that sounds like crazy. You, you have lost your mind or you need help, you know, and, and we need to step in and save you from this, from this thing. And, you know, I was telling him that the deeper I try to go, the more confused I get, or the more, uh, even the more suffering, it seems like the more suffering is coming on for me. And, you know, I told him, you know, I do everything in my power that I know, you know, I go to before bed, I listen to, um, Eckhart Tolle and I meditate and this and that. And, and his response was that, you know, forget about meditation, forget about all of that, because what's happening is when you meditate and you, you do that, you, you kind of drop into this one kind of reality, right? And then you come out and then you hear and this materialistic reality and you can't connect the two, but and, you know, for a moment there, I bought it and I was like, okay, maybe that I just need to forget about that world and just stay in here and, you know, be the responsible adult that I need to be. But part of me just doesn't, can't, can't agree with that. There's got to be a bridge. And I, I don't even think it's a bridge. I think it's, it's an illusion between the two worlds. Mm -hmm. um, so so I, I don't I don't even know why I shared this thing with you because uh, I I don't know what my next question was gonna be about this. Well, I can respond to what you okay. just said. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I I can speak from experience because I that happened to me. Um, you know, when when my brother and my father died in two thousand and three and two thousand and four. Um, that really started the process for me as far as my spiritual journey. And so I started to, you know, read, you know, Wayne Dyer, you know, um, you know, all these people. And I started doing yoga meditation. And so I would literally like shut, shut my room and I would put, you know, meditation in progress outside of my room at my, my, um, my parents' house. And, um, and then I would be so much in peace. And then, and then I would leave the room and I would, I would be angry <laughs> at, you know, something that would trigger me, right? And so there was a complete um, uh, uh, disconnect and there wasn't a carryover from my meditation that I was feeling um, in the room uh, to leaving the room, right? And so it's kind of like, you know, um, I've heard like yoga teachers say, you know, um, take what you have, you know, doing yoga on the mat to yoga off the mat, right? And so um, for me, what, what, what really um, helped me, and it took many, many years because I was so um, so so entrenched in my my egoic beliefs and and my identity as a body and my identity as um, as Marina, right? Um, that it took me a long time, and it had to take 
a cancer uh, a cancer diagnosis for me to really like what the f is going on here and so i'm like how can i get this when i'm doing yoga i'm eating right doing meditation you know all of that stuff and um but it you know it totally made sense like i that's um shortly thereafter in 2007 in the spring of 2017 i like in February, at the end of February of 2017, I finished um, uh, getting uh, cancer treatment, so chemo and radiation. Um, and then I was really just like healing um, from that. Um, and so in the spring, that's when I picked up the book and I've heard about uh, Course in Miracles um, from other people, but it just didn't quite resonate. And then, um, and then finally, it was like, it took that, that, you know, um, that experience for me to pick up the book. And, and I really just dove in and, and, you know, the teachings of, of the course really helped me to recognize and um, take responsibility for, for my own uh, projections, right? So, so the course teaches that there is um, uh, the law of uh, the law of the mind. So the, the mind does one of two things, either it projects, right? Or it extends. So, so when, when the mind extends, it's extending love, right? And it's, it's, it's a, a unity consciousness. It's like one love, right? And that is the truth. Love is the only truth. And, and when, when you're projecting, um, that is distorted um, extension. So that is, um, you know, something that you, something that I am um, ashamed of, and I don't want to look at. And so what I do then is expel that from me, from my mind and onto other people. So I project that onto other people. And so then, um, so when someone triggers me and, and, you know, um, then, then I could either one say, oh, that person is, you know, um, not a very, or that person is a mean person. And, and, you know, uh, I'm upset because of that person, what that person did or what th that person said. Right. And so, so that was the old way of doing it for me. And, and I felt so powerless, right. Because then everything around me affected my mood and affected my, my inner peace then. And so what the course is teaching is that um, you take back your projection and look at it. Right. And so then it's like, oh, okay. So if, so what I do is, um, you know, let's say the judgment is um, she is, um, she is selfish or he is selfish. Right. And so then, then I look at that because that has happened to me. There was a, um, there was quite a few, for the longest time, I actually thought that I was self-centered and selfish. Right. And so, um, so I, I would look at that and say, um, and turn it around, right? So if, if the, the judgment is that person is selfish, then it's like, I turn it around and say, um, in what ways am I selfish, right? And it really, it really just hits you, right? And, and it's like, oh, wow, like this is me. The, this is me projecting this onto someone else, right? And then what I can do then is like, okay, um, is that really the truth? right? Is that really the truth? And it's like, no, it's not the truth. Because the truth of what we are is that we are abundant, and we are, you know, generous, and we are giving and we have, you know, we, you know, the cup runneth over kind of thing, right? And so then it's like, okay, then you release that to, to spirits, like, okay, I don't want this belief anymore, right? And then in my experience, you would, um, I would get 
um, experiences that would either one, keep validating my belief that I am selfish or two, I can choose differently. It's like, okay, there's that person again, he or she is acting like they're selfish, but I think it's just me still projecting, right? And so I keep being vigilant with my thoughts and my beliefs and I keep releasing it until there's a point in time when you completely just drop the belief, right? And so then um, I don't know, even know when it was, it must've been like two or three years ago, um, because I used to feel so guilty. I used to feel so badly about, um, you know, um, the belief that I am selfish, right? And then two or three years ago, um, it just like, I wasn't even really like, it just came to me. It's like, oh my God, I used to have this belief that I'm selfish, right? And so um, my belief now is, is like, I am, I'm generous, right? Like I, I, I want to give, like I want to give to everyone and to everything, right? Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that's really, um, I think the difference uh, with me from the way that I used to handle it before to now is, is really, and that is the bridge, right? It's, it's like really looking at, okay, the real world is, um, that's, there's something happening in the real, real world, right? Real, which is really a dream, and that's a projection, okay? And so then I, I look at how I feel. If I'm upset, then there's something there that I'm believing that that's not true or I'm projecting, right? So I take it back. I do an inner sacred inquiry with, with spirit, and then I release it. I get to the, the core belief and then I release it, right? And um, the more I'm vigilant with that, the more the, the on the mat experience becomes, you know, projected onto the outer experience, right? So then what happens is that the, my inner world is then reflected in the outer world. And so if I'm really feeling peace and joy and love, then the world starts to um, vibrate differently because my vibration is different, right? Because I've released the blocks. I've released the, the old beliefs. I've released all those limiting beliefs. And so when I've released, because the, the course teaches that, you know, um, you, you're not to seek love, but to seek the, the blocks to the awareness of the presence of love, right? And so then it's like, okay, what, is, what are the blocks? And so here's my block. I'm going to release it, right? What is the truth? I'm lovable, right? Here's a block. I'm not worthy. I'm going to release that. What's the truth? I am worthy, right? And so then I keep doing that, being vigilant. And then, and then so I keep raising my vibrational frequency. And then law of attraction is just you, you, you attract what, what you are and what you believe, right? And so then your outer world is then a reflection of, of your inner world. And so that has really been the, the key difference is really owning the thoughts and the beliefs, right? Which it's so much, it's like, powerful it you're empowered by it because then you're not you know allowing other things outside of you to influence how you feel inside right so then you start from within you know focus on you know raising your, your frequency and then because of law of attraction that's what you're going to attract is the, the what you believe does that make sense it makes sense um you know and i was i was thinking because I haven't been since I've been here and it's, it's really been crazy, hectic, you know, all the kids here and family and, and I'm just displaced and, you know, all the old memories are coming back. Everything is just very tense. So I haven't had, well, I'm not going to say I haven't had the chance. I haven't made the time or the effort to really get grounded. Right. And do my, my practice 
as well that I, I could be doing. And so I thought about it. I was like, well, you know, I haven't, wow, that is true. I haven't had any synchronicities, right? Like uh, nothing. But then I, a, a thought just came into my mind. And um, I don't know if this is going to weave into the talk that we're, we're saying, but I'm, I'm just going to uh, say it out loud anyways. So yesterday, um, the complete opposite happened of me grounding myself instead of getting grounded in the morning. I woke up and it was a shit show. It was literally mm-hmm. me losing my cool and, and almost, you know, hitting my daughter and taking it out on her because I was, I was, I was at the edge. I, I felt like I was getting a nervous breakdown and I probably did. And, um, and so I was walking over to my brother's for a talk and I was already bawling and I had my sunglasses on my jacket. It's cold here and I'm bawling and then just, just walking and, and really in this, oh, just this victim mode, right? This just horrible, horrible. And as I'm turning down on his, on his street, a car stops in the middle of the road, like, you know, there was a stop, but he's, the, this car stopped earlier. And, and the person is like staring at me. And I'm like, I know I, I look, I'm, I, I thought initial thing was like, these people are thinking this is like a bull coming at you, you know, because I was like, <laughs> just like charging down the, the street. Uh, although I wasn't really approaching this car, I was going to take a right turn. And then the car, the, the, the driver of the car rolls down the window and mm-hmm. he starts talking to me in a different language, which I don't understand. Very, very, very barely understand. So I go closer to, to see what he wants, right? I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe he needs directions or something. Well, comes to find out this guy is trying to ask me out for coffee, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, do you not see the state of, you know, like, oh, of course I had my sunglasses on. You can't really see. And I wasn't like crying like, oh, you know, but I, my energy must have been just, just not good, you know? And yet I manifested this, right? So what does that, so when I'm saying there's no synchronicities happening, that's incorrect. This is synchronicity as well, right? A low vibration will bring in, will bring that other match, that vibration. So what does it do? You know, here I am talking on a podcast called Addicted to the Man. And here Mm -hmm. I am in a state of complete, like, you know, victim. And I want daddy to come you know, save the day or something seems like, because here mm-hmm. comes the person who I, I, I even didn't have a good feeling about this person. Like I didn't even want to go close to the car. Right. And mm. so it's so freaking important for us to keep that key to be like, really like on a, on, on a daily basis, not even a daily, like every moment to, to check in and see what is it that we we are emanating, right? Because these are the things that will create, because next thing you know, you know, my mind started this. And then, then when I said, no, 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 I don't, I don't want coffee, you know, like, and I turned down and I was like, what the fuck? Like how, and I'm like, for a moment there, 
I thought this was like a blessing from a blessing, you know, from above or something to, to say, okay, you're not so bad, you know, looks people, people still want you in your, in their life or whatever. But I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. It was, it was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crying out for help. And this is what, what I'm, I'm, I'm getting. So anyway, um, let's talk about, I don't know where I was going with this, but let's talk about our co-living situation. Because first of all, I had no idea, even though you had mentioned this before, that you had had this co-living situation in, in Mexico, but I didn't know that that was, that was what prompted your whole move and selling everything, you know, this, this whole, the, the idea of co-living. And then, you mm-hmm. know, months later, uh, here comes another opportunity with us to do a co-living situ- uh, situation. Now, this must mm-hmm. have been a little bit different. I don't know. And you tell me. Uh, it seems to me that the one that you did with the course uh, students, it was more um, maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe uh, structured. Structured or, yeah, monitored by perhaps people who are kind of staying out of that, 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 circle right whereas Mm -hmm. when it was the three of us in costa rica it was we were all in all in it together so uh was there any difference in it and and you know you've had some time to kind of maybe not even ponder but like anything that that showed up after and before you answer that question i i wanted to actually say that it has become very clear to me um just now just now that uh I was very uh, entitled. I felt very entitled during our co-living situation and I wasn't, I was not grateful. And uh, that just literally just hit me today. It was like, uh, because I really haven't been reflecting on it. It's, it's, you know, immediately after our co-living situation, it was like, you know, the grief kind of set in and it was like a little emotional and everything. So it, it was heightened with that and it wasn't really settled yet. And then I got busy mm-hmm. with other things and, you know, I, I really haven't, then I haven't even done any uh, journaling lately, but then today, today I did journaling. So maybe that's what <laughs> even though the journaling wasn't even about that but for some reason or maybe it was the the fact that you're coming on today that we're we're going to be talking but something had prompted this this realization is like holy shit who did I think I was who do I think I am like you know like (laughs) who do you think you are like so freaking entitled like I can't even believe you guys put up with me like entitled <laughs> and ungrateful and that's how that's that wasn't that was not uh that was not I was not aware of that before and it just became very clear to me today uh it was kind of like a a shock actually <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, yeah, well, I already know that. And that's how you were. <laughs> well, I mean, we, 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 were, we were brought together, you know, for, for a higher purpose, right? Like everything happens for um, uh, the highest uh, 
path for everyone. And so when you receive the prompt to offer the idea of like living together in the same, in the same root under the same roof, um, I knew right away um, uh, because of my experience with uh, the co-living in, in Mexico and also, you know, being a core student that um, th there was an opportunity for, for all of us um, and yeah, for all of us to, to learn something from this experience. And for me, I, I dove right in. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. There was resistance in the beginning, but then again, it's like, it's like the ego wanting to, to um, stick to, the, to what is known, right? Um, and so then I thought, okay, like this is, um, this is uh, divine guidance. And so I, I dove right in and, and, and you knew from our experience, I, you know, I had, um, you know, conflict with Claire, um, and, and it was, it was a beautiful experience because, um, even though it wasn't structured in a way that was structured in the co-living, uh, community, um, I still had course principles and I, that was my foundation plus like all of the other modalities and, and, um, sort of practices that, that, um, that I have. And so I leaned on that when Claire showed for me what I needed to look at within myself. And, and that was big because um, uh, one of the things that I looked at was I was wrong, right? That, um, you know, that, uh, yeah, that I was wrong and, um, and, or everything that I did was, was not right or it was wrong. And so I was like, yeah, that's a very um, deep-seated uh, belief that I've, I've always had, right? Um, especially because, you know, knowing as a, as, uh, as a child, like I knew I was different, right? Um, you know, being bisexual and, you know, even just, um, I think I knew right from the, like as early as I can remember that um, there was something much more, um, uh, you know, mystical and deeper than the experience that I was having, even as a, as a kid. And I felt like I couldn't, I didn't belong. And so, um, and so, um, and so when, when interaction started to happen, you know, within the house, um, I knew it was an opportunity for me to look at, um, you know, within myself, what, what needs to be released. Right. And so, um, and so, yeah, so that happened. And, and as you know, there, there were um, a few conflicts, um, disagreements and, and things like that in, in the house, but it was all happening for divine purpose, right. For all of us to, to grow and, and to heal. Right. And so, um, we could take that opportunity and say, okay, you know, there's nothing here for me and, and just treat it as a, you know, a roommate kind of um, situation. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that uh, as well. Um, but for me, I treated it as um, a really valuable experience. And um, it, it was, uh, I was entering that, that situation um, as if like, I, I knew that that was gonna, that was like part of my, my soul contract, right? It's like, okay, I'm, I'm meeting these, these, these women, um, including Harlow, um, and we're living in this situation and there's something here for me to learn. Right. And so, and that's exactly what happened. Right. And, um, and so it's not any different from the co-living uh, community in, in Mexico. It's just smaller. Right. Um, it's just really, what are you committed to? And, you know, are you willing to look at, you know, your upsets and, um, you know, are you willing to look at that and, and release what needs to be released? Right. So it's just smaller, 
um, you know, uh, four of us versus, you know, 25, but really doesn't matter. It's really just all perception anyways. Right. And so then it's like, what's, what matters is how, what am I feeling in my heart? Like, am I upset? Am I, you know, am I not in peace? And then that's where, um, I need to, to, to look at That's where, where I need to start, right. Is my emotion. It's always in your emotion, right? If you're not in love with life, if you're not in joy, um, uh, if you're not in peace, then you know you've chosen incorrectly. Um, and you know that you're, you're believing something that is absolutely not true. And it's an opportunity to reconnect, get centered, and, um, and replace it with something that is actually true. Well, that sounds, that sounds really good in uh, theory. And one second, I'm, I want to uh, bring up this little note that I had uh, written to myself. Um, oh, yeah, there was a quote. It says, the obvious is that which is never seen until someone expresses it simply. <laughs> and so there are so many obvious things that are absolutely not being seen by, by, by the person who's, you know, it is, <laughs> who is, who is um, doing these things. So I want to rewind a little bit because prior to me stepping in and talking about my little uh, experiment experience yesterday, you had mentioned projection and how you can bring it back. Right. And examine that now, Again, you know, my my mind is going a little blank here, and you know that this is a this is a <laughs> very common thing that happens with me. Which it hasn't, honestly, honestly, lately it hasn't happened. So that tells you something. Whenever that happens, when I have to stay confused, otherwise, when I think I know, I'm you, I'm I'm probably I'm probably not on the right path. So, so yes, I'm starting to get a little confused on this and I want to ask you, so what does it look like? Can you be a little more uh, descriptive? Like, let's say in my, you know, in our experience, in our core living experience, can you give me an example? And I want you to use me because now I want that obvious to be simply uh, you know, pointed out so I can actually see it myself as well, because maybe I am ready to see some of these things. Because honestly, you know, when when we we went for this co-living, when we went for this one month uh, experiment, somehow, and holy cow, this, all of this is just now starting to become <laughs> like clear to me, but you know, Better later than never, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so honestly, I think I sold it to myself that by the sheer act of like calling it together, you know, like being the person who came up with the idea of, hey, why don't we, why don't we do this? Like, like, okay, so now my hands are, you know, like I, my, my work has been done here kind of, I feel like, I feel like I actually bought this, bought this idea It's like, okay, yeah, that was my contribution to this, right? And I feel like I honestly have not put myself into the fire. Um, mm -hmm. 
I felt at the time when we were doing, when we were living together, I felt at the time that I was, and I was very offended when uh, it was pointed out to me that I'm not doing the work. And, uh, and, and I, I, I did get very offended on that because I'm like, what the hell do you mean? Like, you know, if it wasn't for me, it wouldn't have, have even like, you know, like, of course I am, you know, committed to doing the work. I wouldn't even have come up with this idea, but I think that was kind of like a, uh, a shield to hide, hide behind or, or something to, mm -hmm. for, for my ego to sell to me, like, no, you're good. Because I, I honestly haven't, you know, reflecting back on this, uh, nothing has shifted within me, uh, that I can actually point to and say, okay, I can, I can respond differently that I can, I can create a different reality. You know, here I am prior to our experiment. Um, I was here visiting my family in the summer mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, after the experiment, now I'm back here and I'm back in the same, I'm back in the same relating. There is not even, there's not even a little uh, change in this whole dynamic. And, and, and there's no way that there couldn't be a, a shift in it. And it's not going to come from my parents or my family. It's not going to come from anyone outside of me. It may, mm -hmm. you know, they may take it on, on themselves, but most likely not. It should come from me. And if the whole dynamic hasn't changed, actually, it, to be honest, it has elevated. Like my, I feel like I'm projecting more than I was before. Like I'm, mm. I'm literally projecting. So what do you say in this? You know, like, I'm like, I've done the work. I've done the thing. And, and so, so give me an actual example, if you can, you know, I don't want to put you on a, a spot where you like, I don't know right now, but if you can <laughs> come up with an example and, and just to be completely truthful, um, you know, and use me as an example, like, how do you, how do you project? How does it look like in the relating, right? And mm -hmm. what could it be to bring it back? What, what, what would it be to bring it back? And then if you did bring it back, how could the dynamic change in, in that situation? Can you think of something that you could, you could kind of, kind of, uh, you know, paint a, paint a picture like a gestalt, you know, like if you, you did it this way and if you perhaps, you know, you put blah, 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 then maybe the situation would have been like this. Do you, do you get what I'm asking? Yeah, but the our relationship was different though, right? Um, so remember I was talking about the law of mind. It's either it, it extends, extends love, or it projects, right? So I think my relationship with you, I was I was extending love to you, right? Whereas with Claire, I was projecting, right? And so Claire was my teacher, right? So her and I had um, you know, had to uh to interact in, in that certain exact same way. Her personality, my personality had to commingle, you know, for me to see my projections. Whereas for you, I was extending love. There, I didn't feel um, th that there was any triggers or any um, projection, 
In fact, what you showed me was something that was possible within me, which was, you know, I saw you as fierce and, and um, I saw you as um, not having any fears, right? And so even just that simple thing when we were doing yoga and, um, and I, for whatever reason, I have a, a, a res resistance towards any, not any, but you know, some inversions, right? And so um, when you were like pushing me, do the whatever, like kind of like the, the pre-steps to like doing the, the headstand or whatever. And I was like, no, I can't do it, right? Like, I can't do it. And then you're like, you can, you can. <laughs> and then and I, I was like, okay, sometimes it's like, I literally have to get out of my own way and listen to someone else outside of me, which is really you, are, you know, you are me, right? I am, you know, you are a reflection of me. And so what you showed me was something that was possible within me, right? So it's a different way of looking at our relationship was different versus my relationship with Claire, right? However, you and Claire, you, there, you guys had something that needed to be resolved, right? And so, for example, as an observer, you know, she showed for you a lot of mother wounds, right? And so, um, and so that was an opportunity for you to, to look at. It's not what she was doing. She was just being herself. But, but, but because of, of, you know, some of the wounds that you have around your mother and your father and, you know, some of that stuff, um, that is the veil that is keeping you from surrendering into the love of what you are. Right. That, that's just an ob observation. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that was something that I that I saw. And so, again, you know, I don't know because I wasn't experiencing it, but I was just looking at it. But then in terms of like, what is an example in, in my experience as far as you and like our interaction? It was different. Uh, so this is exactly what I was asking, like if you could uh, sense me projecting Right. So, I, yes, I, I was projecting onto Claire. Now, uh, it's interesting that you're saying, you know, you're bringing up our, our interaction with Claire and how she had kind of mirrored my mother wound. Right. And here I am back, you know, in, in an environment with my mother. And like I said, our dynamic is even more. Uh, th there's even more like charge there than yeah. in the summer. So, you know, part of me was like, holy cow, this is, this is why, why I was, I was so disappointed yesterday. And I was so like at the edge of like, just, I was like, I, I, this, this makes no sense. You know, the deeper I, I was saying, the deeper I dig, the the harder it is because in my mind I'm like here I am you know working through all of this and yet I'm back in this dynamic and instead of me being able to relate with her differently it's even worse so so in your case so so I'm thinking now that that you brought it up that she she showed me my mother wound so basically that experiment, experiment somehow triggered something that I am not willing to, to look at. 
And because of that, it's getting worse and worse and it's getting more and more in my face right now. Is yeah. that how, how it is? Absolutely. Yeah. The more, the more you resist it, the bigger it gets. So what could I have done differently in, in my relating with, with Claire, uh, in your opinion, or what is it that I can do now? Like, because I really, I mean, it's, it's so intense that something is gonna, something is gonna bust. I mean, I, I, it's at the edge, edge now. And, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the only way through is forgiveness. You know, it's forgiveness. It's, it's forgiving, um, you know, the, the, the judgments that, that you had, um, you know, towards Claire, um, because those judgments are actually about you, mm -hmm. right? So it's not about Claire. It's, it's about what you believe to be true about yourself, right? And so, again, it's like, you know, um, again, it's, it could look differently, but, you know, taking stock of what the judgments uh, were of Claire, Um, and, and then, and then turning that around and then asking yourself if that's really true. Right. Because I remember you were saying that, um, there was some stuff that she did was like reminded you of, of your mother. Right. And so it's not a coincidence. <laughs> It needs to be healed. It needs to be healed. Your relationship with, with, um, a first, what needs to be healed is your relationship with yourself. Right. Um, so that's where I would start, right? Like if I were you, which I am, um, I would start there is what is my relationship to myself? What am I believing that's not true, right? What, is, what am I, um, you know, what are the thoughts that are reinforcing, you know, these beliefs that are not true, right? You start with there, right? And so that's forgiveness. That's the forgiveness work. Right. And then, you know, um, and as you know, it's like you, you heal everything at the mind level, right? The course teaches that you heal it, heal it at the cause level, not at the effect. Right. So, so what you do, um, what I would do is heal the beliefs and release the beliefs, right. Heal that. And then, you know, um, and then that gets reflected in the world. Right. And so what you'll find likely, and this is from my experience, when I, so there was an example in a co-living community where the, the kind of like the facilitator, you know, one of the, the, the main um, kind of teachers uh, there, uh, uh, Lisa, she, for some reason, she didn't like me, right? Um, you know, every time that we were doing expression sessions, so that's a Um, and uh, some of the things that we did in, in the community is expression sessions. So essentially it's like, you know, all of us getting together and, and, um, and speaking what, you know, what is going on with us. Right. So, because of course teaches that there's no private thoughts, right. Because you know, it's all one mind. Right. And so for example, if, you know, if I was going through something and I would express in the expression session, you know, automatically, you know, Lisa would shut me down, right? Like I didn't get an opportunity to, to really express, you know, what, what I was going through. And, you know, it wasn't something that I was like, kind of like, oh, like, am I just kind of making this up? You know, other people like have come to me and said, hey, Marina, like, sorry that, you know, you had to go through that, but, you know, she's kind of mean to you. I don't know why. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. And so, but then it's like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to, 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 she's showing me, she's my teacher right now. She's showing me something. I'm upset about something, right? And so what are the beliefs? What are the judgments, right? Um, and so then, you know, what came out of that was um, I wasn't being heard, right? I wasn't seen and I wasn't acknowledged, right? And so again, it's like, okay, like that's a pretty core belief, right? And so, um, and so I released that. I replaced that with, you know, with um, w- what is the truth? Um, and then, um, again, because I have like all these different tools and it's different for a lot of people, I rely a lot on the, the whole opponent Pona prayer, you know, um, which is what I have in my tattoo, you know, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Um, uh, thank you. And I love you. Right. And so that's, you know, it's a Hawaiian prayer and the intention of that prayer is to bring everything into balance. Right. And so then I would, you know, in my meditation practice, I would visualize, um, Lisa, you know, in, in a, in a, in a circle, right. And, you know, with, with my, my spirit guides, and she would be in that circle. And then I would be saying to her, I'm saying to her, you know, I'm sorry, you know, please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. Right. And so then I said, I said that every single day. And then, um, and I was coming up to the end of my stay at, you know, at the community. And I'm like, oh, like this relationship is still kind of like not, not, you know, aligned, right. There's, there's still something there. But I just kept trusting that, you know, I'm going to do the, the whole point of prayer. And then at the end, the day that I was leaving in the morning, <laughs> she came up to me and she was like, oh, my God, Marina, I just want to thank you. You know, thank you for participating. She gave me a hug like she had the biggest smile. And I'm like, what just happened? So it, it's like, you know, it just validates the, the importance of forgiveness. It's not worth it to be in suffering because you want to be right, right? So do you want to be right? Or do you want to be free? I choose to be free. It's not worth it. The ego wants you to be um, in suffering. And I choose not to believe that I choose to be in joy, and I choose to be free. And so um, with her, I did the the prayer. And then, you know, and then that happened at, at the end, right? And so, but even if that didn't happen, right, it really doesn't matter, because I was feeling at peace. Right. And I was feeling, I was feeling good. Like I did everything that I can um, in my power. And I just released everything. I released the outcome. Right. And so then, um, and so that, you know, that, you know, happened, I was like, okay, that's a, that's a bonus, but that didn't need to happen in order for me to be in peace. Right. Cause otherwise that would be conditional. That would be con- conditional living. Right. And so, um, so yeah, so that's sort of uh, a, an example of something that, that I do and I have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your case, it's really looking at what are you projecting? Like, what are the judgments, right? It doesn't have to be clear. It could be anyone, right? It's like, write it down, right? And then turn it around, right? Um, and, then, and then replace it with something that is, um, that is the truth, right? And so at the deepest, deepest core um, of what we believe as, as a human, uh, you know, um, uh, as humanity is really, um, I am not lovable. I am not worthy. Right. And, um, yeah, I think those are the, the two, two deepest things. I'm not lovable and I'm not worthy. Right. Um, for me, there was this other thing, which is like, um, you know, I don't belong. 
right? Which really means, um, and and I guess this is like if you if you were if we were to look at you know at at like a tree as an analogy, right? And so the different different um, big sort of um, trunks would be the core beliefs: I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, you know, I'm I'm in lack, I'm in scarcity, right? And then the leaves would be the thoughts, right? The the thoughts that actually support those you know core beliefs that we have and then at the base of the trunk like the, the the base of the tree is the real 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 core which is the belief that we're separated from our source right and so that is the the core belief and 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 this world according to a course in miracles is is um is a defense against god right and so we created this world to validate and to reinforce the separation um, with our with our source, right? But the truth, the real truth, is that we've never separated, right? And so then it, it becomes the remembering of what we are, right? And so a lot of um, uh, I, I listen to a lot of non dualistic teachers as well, like Muji and and Rupert Spira, Cartoli, all these people, and it's again they're saying the same thing: the universal universal truth, which is we are one. We are one with our source and we are one with God, right? And you, even though you were in that body and you look separate, right? Um, you know, th- when we start to remember, you know, what we are, right? Then, then we'll see the connectedness, right? And so we go beyond what you do. We go beyond the trigger, right? We go beyond, you know, the actions, right? And really love you for what you are, right? And so, and, and, when when I do the the inner work as far as like looking at the triggers and all of that stuff, that is, you know, removing the barriers to to the presence of love, right? And so then um, the more that we do that, the more clear, the more connection um, that that we have with our source, right? And you know it, like when you know when you've disconnected, because earlier you said, I don't know what it feels like to be connected you know exactly what it feels because you were it's inherent it's inherent in us you know to remember what we are right and and you know it when you when you when you're in nature you know it when um when there's synchronicities you know it when you know you think about something that person calls you know stuff like that like when you're with your with your children right and you know um you know, certain, certain relationships where you're just like, wow, yeah, like, we're all, you know, when, when you're in the present moment, right? So that's when you know, or when you listen to music or some of the teachers that you listen to, right? And, or when you're journaling, right? It's, it's like, it's like that is connecting uh, with spirit and, and that's being in that high vibration. That's the only way that you connect in, in my experience. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know, I'm sitting here looking at you, uh, oh, uh, tan and and <laughs> looking warm, and I'm like, part of me is like, I want to go back to Costa Rica. I just want to go like tomorrow, right? But here I am, you know, I have made plans um, for my daughter to to go to school here and finish up the school year. So I pretty much committed to staying in this country in Eastern Europe. Uh, uh, for the next three months and part of me is like well 
shucks. I just like totally, you know, like all that work that I've done now, it's like, I, I feel like, you know, I'm sending out signals to people like, oh, you know, alert, alert. She needs help. She needs to be saved. She needs to be, you know, told what to do. I actually have uh, a group of my friends, which is extremely, I mean, it's like, you know, part of this could be looked at, and I think it's all perception to you. Like, I'd like to hear your your feedback on this. So I have a group of, of women mm-hmm. uh, that I've known since childhood, like since I was like mm-hmm. two, three years old. And we get together and it's, it's incredible, even though I feel like my life is so different. You know, I've, I lived in the US for the last 31 years uh, away from them. And, and, you know, I look different, you know, we show up to uh, a coffee shop here or or a restaurant here at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm coming in my jumpsuit, you know, like looking like a a car repair person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with my, my hair not being washed for like a week and the rest of the ladies are like they look like they're going to like a red carpet event or something you know <laughs> but yet we're able to connect it's like it's it's genuine it's 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 heartfelt so so you know so part of me is like holy cow these women care enough about me to actually like you know like put time and effort into, you know, like, Hey, how can we help her? And, and day after tomorrow, we're, you know, we're meeting and they're going to tell me what I need to do because I don't know what to do with my life. Right. So, so part of me is sitting here and I'm like, okay, so I've, I've literally shrunken back into, or it's not shrunken back, but shrunken into this, this really, and, and I'm the one who's sending out these signals, like, come help me, you know, I've, I've lost it, mm. or whatever. And, and now I, I made this commitment. And now I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I've totally fucked myself, right. But yet, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, perhaps it is just an opportunity, you know, like, why, why is it that, that I feel like I need to be in Costa Rica in the middle of the jungle, which is very nice. And I'm, I would, I'm very grateful and I, I, I would love to go back, but it's not necessary to do that. I can, I can work on lifting my, and it's probably harder or maybe, I don't know. And I need to be more vigilant, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I, I can't make a difference. Like, why do I have to pl- pluck myself into this system instead of me coming in and, and presenting something different. Right. Like I'm looking around and there is so much doomsday kind of talk. I mean, you can imagine, you know, Mm -hmm. um, prices are rising. Uh, the war is right, you know, down the street. I mean, literally, you know, in 400 uh, miles, you can get to uh, Ukraine from here. That's that's mm-hmm. very, very close. And, you know, the COVID uncertainty and all of this and, and people are, are really, you know, I've, I've walked around and I talked with people and it's doomsday. It's like there is no there's no hope for the future for a lot of mm-hmm. people. And I find myself sitting there and listening and not and and just literally being being taken in with this this wave. And I'm like, 
wow, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, my, I did what I did, or I chose that, you know, those, those actions or those experiences that I put myself into. I don't think I, I, I was guided to do that, to then come back here and then, and then being swept away with this wave, right? Mm-hmm. Like there could be an opportunity for me to, to maybe, maybe do something uh, and maybe show up in a different way, right? So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I guess I'm, 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 I'm going to have this one last question because I realized that uh, I've kept you on way too long. Every time we talk, it's uh, like a two hour. <laughs> <time. Okay. laughs> it's um, timeless. Yeah. But um, so my question was, you know, like when, when I, you know, when I make the mistake or I don't even know, there's no mistakes, uh, but uh, you know, when I put myself in a situation where it's like, I, I send out those signals and I say, you know, help me, help me, help me. And then people, you know, jump on that opportunity and they want to come now to my rescue and this is happening now. So, so what do I do? What do I do in this situation? Because part of me, the good girl, part of me who doesn't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers or say no to people, part of me wants to just accept it. But then I know that it's not the truth for me. So what would you do mm-hmm. in that situation? Um, what I would do is um, something that I practice whenever I am uh, about to meet uh, people um, whether in a group or just a one-on-one is to ask spirit to, you know, if there is, um, any message that I need to hear, please use them, um, uh, and, and use them to tell me what the message is that you want me to hear. And, and as well, please, um, help me, um, to be in the present moment so that I can receive your message. Right. So, um, so now you're in a situation where you guys are, you know, uh, you're going to meet, right? Um, but, you know, again, you can just reframe everything, right? And, and, and allow um, spirit to, to lead you um, in, in that meeting, right? You know, in, in the course, there's a prayer that says, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom, right? So again, it's, it's surrendering. It's like not allowing the ego which wants to, to be in the known and keep old patterns, but surrendering it to spirit and, and letting spirit guide you, letting, inviting spirit to join the meeting, right? Um, so that it could be, and they don't need to know, right? It's, it's again, it's, it's the one mind. So, so it's really you, right? It's, they are a reflection of you. And so then um, inviting spirit to join the meeting have a little prayer before and, and just be, if possible, be in the present moment. Cause that is only when we can hear the guidance. And that is only when, you know, we are connected is in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. Um, so, and then what I would do as well is, is um, yeah. Like, is there anything that you need me to know? right? And then surrender it, right? And so um, you are 
in that, I mean, there, I mean, the course teaches that, the, you know, the, the journey of no distance, right? Because the, the, the answers are not out there. It's not in Hungary. It's not in Costa Rica. It's not in the U.S. It's not in Canada, right? And that's how I, I, I you know, I, whenever I needed an escape, I would go on vacation. I would go to all these places. I would travel. And, you know, it was beautiful. And I, it was such a beautiful experience. I met so many amazing people, you know, but I was also escaping the problem. Right. And so the journey of no distance is the journey to go within. Right. So what do I need to know? You know, how do I remember the truth? Right. And it's, it's starting with connecting with spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I come right back into what we started talking about, you know, fear. And I, I feel like fear will will rob that from you to to be able to take that breath to be able to ask you know uh, have that intention uh, yeah like you know i i had several people suggested uh for the podcast you know because i have i i have you know i have an intention for this podcast and and it's it's being guided uh, yet I keep screwing it up because uh, the fear in me keeps screwing it up. And the one and uh, the most valuable um, feedback that I've gotten from many people, many different people is like, you know, just take a deep breath before you speak, like just take a deep breath. And, and I keep forgetting because that fear just wants to just, just can you just contract and, and it's like, Oh, now or never. Right. And it's like, it's with that as well. So it's, it's very important. I feel like I, I thank you for pointing that out because I'm, I immediately, you know, I'm now, my mind is starting to go away <laughs> and say, you know, holy cow, now I'm going to have to like, you know, I, I, I kind of was going to go into that meeting or that, you know, that gathering on Thursday with a kind of already closed mind, like I, I was going to say, well, I'm not going to listen to anything that they have to say, because it's my life. And, you know, they don't know any better than for me, which is true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. I can still go and listen. I don't have to take it, uh, take, take it or leave it right, but still listen, and not just mm-hmm. go in. And, and because when I go in like that, I feel like that's, and I come back to that ungratefulness, uh, that I noticed with our COVID living uh, situation is that I feel like there's a lot of uh, entitlement and un- ungratefulness when I'm in the fearful uh, state because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I want to protect so much that I do not even um, want to let any anything in right? I want to push it away. And because of that, I can't be grateful for it because obviously it's coming against me. Um, <laughs> so I, I, there's a lot of lessons here uh, for me to, to really look into. And, and it's just actually really not really look into and, and uh, think about it. It's, it's just becoming more clear. And, and I feel like now it just needs to be embodied really. And yeah, uh, it's in the, it's in the practice, right? I mean, uh, you could, you could study, you know, theory, you know, theoretical stuff all day long, right? But if you don't practice, you know, the principles of what you're, you're um, studying, then, you know, 
you'll remain the same, right? The, the rubber doesn't hit the road, right? So, and that's the most scary is the practice, right? The practical experience. Um, and that's why it's, it's like you, you, I immerse in, in things like, you know, co-living or, um, you know, uh, I don't shy away from, you know, interactions, um, you know, because, you know, there's something there that, that could be learned, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah. So instead of, uh, just to close it off, so, so I guess instead of, you know, when, when things like this happen, when you, when you have, you know, kind of drilled on something and you're like, okay, I, I got it, I have it. And, and then you pres- you're presented in a, in a situation or in, in a dynamic that, you know, put, will put that to test. And you realize that, holy shit, not only has it not gotten better, it's gotten worse, right? And then when that happens, uh, it's very easy to lose, lose your cool. And you're like, okay, well, this is, all of this was for nothing, right? And, and instead of saying that, it's like, okay, the understanding, the awareness is there already. Now it just needs yeah. to bodies. And that could be, that there is no time gap between that and embodying it if you make your decision right there right so it it, it couldn't it, it's not like oh my god so look at you know I've been working on this for the last six months and here I am coming back and it's worse now you know like like either just give it all up or saying how much more longer is it going to be it's like no the older understanding is there all the all the knowing is there it's just now needs to be made embodied Absolutely. Nothing, nothing. So the, you know, the experience that we had in in Costa Rica, every experience that you've had leading up to this point um, was not a waste of time. There was a purpose to each and every one of that um, experience. So um, you can't, you can't throw it away. It wasn't a waste of time. Right. And so, um, you know, you and I, you know, study the the same, um, you know, universal teaching, which is, you know, it's timeless. The truth is that there is no time. Right. And so there's the, the theory of simultaneity when, where everything is happening at the same time, you know, the, the, the time where it's like going from, you know, the past to the, the present and the future, it's linear, right? It's a, it's a concept, it's an ego construct, right? Um, but the truth is, is that instead of like, you know, seeing it like this is time, right? Um, you know, this is the past, this is the, 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 the present and the future, right? This is how we believe uh, time to be. Instead, it's like this, right? It's the point. Everything happens, you know, is happening at the same time. So if you want, you could choose to awaken like this, right? And, and kind of like the story that you shared with me around um, Muji, where, uh, you know, his guru had said something kind of that upset him, and he was running or whatever. And then that's when he woke up, right? And, and so it's like, we, we can choose every moment to awaken, right? And it's, it could be through the breath, right? It could be, I'm gonna choose love instead of fear, right? And, and manifesting is the same. I could choose to, to manifest, I don't know, a million dollars right now, right? But, but because of the, the belief and the blocks, like, oh my God, that's gonna take so much time, right? Um, you know, then, then you manifest what you believe. Okay, yeah, it's gonna take some time, right? And so um, if, if you're ever thinking that all of the experiences was you didn't take advantage of it, that's bullshit. That's the ego telling you that, you know, uh, go back to the, your, your old ways. No, 
the truth of what you are, right? And you've said this to me so many times is the desire, right? To, to, to remove the veil, right? The desire to experience the truth, right? And so the desire, that's your, your beacon and that's your compass, right? And so you're always being put in a situation where you are, are you need to, you're choosing, right? But then because the, the beliefs are so strong, right? And the ego wants you to, to keep reinforcing the old patterns and the old beliefs, right? And that's where the kind of like the conflict happens, right? The resistance happens, mm-hmm. right? And so then it's like, you just have to take a pause, take a breath, like what others have told you, right? And it's like, ask yourself, do you want to be free or do you want to be right, right? And so the, the way you decide is the, the way, you know, you'll know what your decision was because of how you're feeling. If you're feeling like shit, then it's you're choosing to be right. It's you're choosing to, to hold on to the, the old patterns, right? You're choosing your, your, your own your perspective about whatever, COVID, the war, anything, school, education, whatever, health, you know, whatever, right? Um, but if you're choosing to be free, then it's like, okay, well, whatever. Everyone has their own um, beliefs and, and I love them, you know, um, equally, you know, um, beyond, beyond their actions, beyond their beliefs. Right. So it's, everyone has a choice point. And so, um, and so you get to choose, right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, let's, uh, let's, um, uh, say that one more time. Do you want to be right? Do you want to be right or do you want to be free? Uh, you know, as, as you ask that question, even as you ask, even though every particle within me is like scream, <laughs> be free. Yeah. I know that I want to be right. That, that a big part of what's, yeah. what's uh, running this ship right now wants yeah. to be right. And that's where yeah. all my suffering, that's where all my, my discontent comes from because yeah, absolutely. I'm unwilling, unwilling to not how how, <laughs> how do you make yourself be willing to not want to be right like come on you know like in the situation with my mother it's like it would be really simple simple to 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 say you know because my biggest uh, heartache about her is that i feel i feel that she's doing things on purpose to make it to that she knows better and she's not doing better. But who am I to say that she knows better, but something with within me and it's the ego will not let me get rid of that idea that she knows better. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's our subconscious beliefs. The subconscious beliefs are driving our actions and our thoughts, right? We're only 5% from one of the studies that I, I read, 5% conscious, 90, 95% is subconscious, meaning that a lot of the stuff that we're doing are being driven by these old beliefs that were formed when we were in, in childhood, right? And so the way that your mother is acting, it's, it's like that probably was formed when she was five or six or before she was seven. And that was like, you know, her parents, you know, um, you know taught her that. The grandparents taught the, the, you know, her parents and then it's passed on and passed on to you. Right. Um, so your, your, your mom, your parents, whoever, right. 
they are only um, being driven by their subconscious beliefs, right? And so that's why it's so hard to break the pattern, right? Because of this subconscious, um, you know, uh, pattern that we've had for decades, right? So you can't change it overnight. And that's why I was like, you know, I have to be vigilant, I have to be vigilant. And, and so you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it until there's a point in time when, when the pattern is broken and the neural pathways have been kind of redone and, and, and created a different path in the brain so that it's like, oh, wow, I'm going to go this way. And it feels good and it feels good and it feels good and, until it becomes a habit right? Those are habits are just like subconscious beliefs, right? And so then it's like you, you just keep reinforcing it until it becomes a habit. And then, and then, and then it's like, oh, that feels good. And you want more of it, right? You want more of joy. You want more of gratitude. You want more of love, right? And so you just keep saying yes to the freedom, right? And, and say no to, and we talked about this, when you say no, when you create your boundaries, right? And you say no to the things that you're not, that, that you're not aligned to. It's the same equivalent vibration as saying yes to the things that you are aligned to, the things that you want, right? And so that's, you know, yeah. So it's, it's your mom is just being driven by her subconscious beliefs. That's what she knows, right? And so when you see it that way, then it's like, oh yeah, you have compassion, Right. And so then also you will have compassion for yourself as well. Right. Ah, you know, I, oh, part of me hates to hear this so much <laughs> because I hate to now admit that my brother was right yesterday. He was saying this same thing in, in a different way, you know, and he said to me, you know, because I told him too this thing that I feel like she should she knows better or should know better and should do yeah. better, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Well, if that's your belief on her that she should know better and she should do better, then why don't you feel that same way about yourself?" Because here I am crying like a baby, you know that that I can't move from A to B right now because I feel paralyzed because this thing with my mother is not healed. So I cannot show up as the mother that I want to be for my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So the blame is back, back towards her. Yeah. She's not allowing me quote unquote, allowing me to free myself from this crap so I can show yeah. up as a different mother. And he's saying, you know, every single day, you just make a little shift, a little shift. And you know me, I always say I want to be the cow that jumps over the moon. Yeah, exactly. I just exactly. Want to take the easy way. I just want to say the hopo ono or whatever. <laughs> Forgiveness like five times and then hear the bells. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but no, it is that thing. It's like every I feel you. I feel what you're saying. It's 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 starting to sink in. It's like those everyday little decisions and we go back for, to the beginning of our talk when you were talking about these little joyful moments and you know part of me was listening to it it's like ah it's so little it's not like grand like I like these grand things you know like something that makes a big bang but it's that's not what life is about life is about these quiet little moments that are joyful or not joyful but hopefully joyful. yeah and 
And I want to correct you on that. I mean, the, the ego perceives it as little things outside of me, right? But the feeling inside is actually quite grand, right? It's so fucking big, right? The love that I have that I'm feeling inside is so fucking good, right? But it doesn't matter what's happening out there. So it could be like, oh, yeah, um, you know, someone sat, I sat beside, you know, amazing people. The ego says it's little, right? But the truth is, I got, I was privileged enough to sit with such amazing, amazing people that if I were to had hold on to old beliefs, that meeting would not have happened, right? And so here's an opportunity. Your, your mother is in, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. The ego says, I can't be free because she's behaving that way, right? And so that you, you, you're being kept in that loop, right? But like your brother said, you just change just a tiny a micro, micro change, right? I mean, I've read the book Atomic Habits by, by uh, James Clear. And that's what he's is professing in, in his book. And it's like bestseller is, is that micro, that atomic little change, right? Every single day, every single moment. Right. And then next thing you know, you look back and it's like, oh, my God, like, look what I've accomplished. Right. But that doesn't even matter. It's what what you're feeling inside. Right. It's like when you feel better, it's like, OK, you're going in the right direction. Right. And so um, there's a um, I was listening to Helen Hamilton. She's this awakened uh, being. She's based in the UK and she's got a process called the statement process. And it's like, let's say you're in a loop. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm upset. Everything sucks. Uh, you know, I have no money. I have no lover. I have blah, 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 whatever. Everything is like falling apart. And then her statement process goes, um, what is the next statement that you can say that is true and that is better? What is, the, what is truth and what is better, right? And so you could say things like, even saying something like, oh man, I am acknowledging that I feel shitty, right? Even just having that, that awareness, it's true. You're not changing anything. It's true. And yeah, I do feel better. Even just acknowledging that. Okay, then from there, what's the next best uh, statement that is true and that is, uh, that's going to make you feel better, right? And so it could be like, I have the willingness to look at this, you know, with clear vision or with clear eyes or with an open heart. Is that true? Right. Or is that, you know, does that make you feel better? Yes. And you proceed. Right. And so then it's like, it's, you think, oh yeah, it's just a stupid little statement. Right. But it's like, no, next thing you know, if you had said 10 of those things that were true and that is, is improving or you feel better, then it's like, yeah you're in a completely different state. Your vibration, you know, has already been risen, right? By just doing those micro little change changes and even micro statements, right? And so, yeah, your brother is right. And yeah, there is resistance that, to admit that he, he is right, you know? Um, and also like your mom, like she doesn't know based on she, you know, it's hard to, 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 um, to, to really take this in, but it's like, she's doing the best that she can from what she's been given, right? 
you know, and, and it's hard to take that in, but it's so fucking true, right? And you're doing the best that you can, right? But there is, I know that there's a willingness to, to really remember who you are. And that's why you're being given all these opportunities to do that. But it takes the choice. It's like, what are you going to choose right now? Right? Again, it's like, does this, does this choice expand my heart or does it close in? Right? And so that's another way of, of like, you know, helping you make a decision. Right? It's in the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for someone like myself who does not like structure <laughs> you know that because you helped me even prepare for an interview you're like yeah put five bullet points and just write them big so you can see and I was so happy I was like Marina I can't believe this this is amazing <laughs> you know I, I think that a, a lot of women actually operate this way it's like there's there's not that methodical you know like step by step I actually have the the non-existent hairs are already standing up on the on my back hearing this but it, there is truth to that and and um i'm gonna put it to to the test um i'm making a commitment now right now to each and every day just take one step for uh, one one step towards choosing love or uh, choosing to choosing to I already forgot what I'm choosing (laughs) (laughs) not to be right choosing to To freedom choosing to be free choosing freedom and not choosing to to remember what you are right like choosing uh, just help me you know that you that becomes your intention and your prayer help me to remember what I am right help me to um to, to choose freedom, right? Because sometimes it's hard to choose freedom over like, you know, something, oh no, I'm right on this. I'm right on this, right? Especially if you've been thinking that way forever, right? And so, but it's like, you know, help me to, to have the strength, right? To surrender this to you so that I have the willingness, right? To, to want to remember who I am or to want freedom over being right, Right. And so that becomes a prayer in your intention. Okay. All right. Whoa. Okay, Marina. Thank <laughs> you so much. I am I'm really, um, you know, we I took two hours of your time, but I really, really appreciate it. It's always fun. This was fun. <laughs> yeah. We need to keep in touch more often. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. These talks a little more. Um, it's, it's easy to sometimes, you know, you like that again you know, that not choosing, choosing the higher road is like, I know that sometimes I would, I would, I want to reach out, but part of me is like, no, I don't need it. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fume here by myself. So uh, I appreciate your willingness to share your wisdom. And, and yeah, all of all of what you said is amazing. I love our conversations. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that we were able to connect. <laughs>